Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? So this past weekend, I did absolutely nothing for the most part. Love like it. Pretty much nothing on Sunday, pretty much nothing on Saturday. I did run a few errands on Saturday morning and like did a little cleaning, but it was truly all in preparation for me to be able to do nothing. It was like, okay, if our apartment is clean and we have ran these packages to the post office or whatever, I'm going to just be able to chill and do nothing. And so I watched Hunger Games. Oh, Catching I Fire. love Hunger Games. <laughs> and uh, I haven't quite finished part one of Mockingjay, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I know. I just like had a hankering to watch it for some reason. I feel like that's one that I could watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's been a little while since I've seen it, and so I don't remember, like, all of the details of the movie, so that was kind of fun, too, to feel like I was doing a rewatch. Oh, nice. Yeah. What about you? How have you been growing this week? Well, I was talking with my therapist about my situation with adrenal fatigue, exhaustion, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, insomnia also, uh, mm-hmm. and... I basically, she she made me come around to the idea that in my situation right now, rest is productive and that I should stop fighting it and like feeling guilty about it because that's <laughs> not productive. And I was like, oh, hmm, I get that. So I've been playing with that idea of like, maybe rest <laughs> is the best thing I can do for my body right now. Not doing it yet, but just like throwing the idea around in your brain. I mean, when you go from, like, overthinking how much you're getting done in a day to being like, okay, my top priority is to rest and, like, make sure my body stays rested, that's that's an adjustment. Absolutely. There – I feel like, yeah, just this past weekend of, like, sitting around doing nothing, it was like – there were multiple moments where I was fighting it in my head of, like, Mm -hmm. I know I should – go do something like, oh, it's pretty outside today. Like I should go on a walk or I should go sit up on a rooftop or whatever, but I just did not want to. I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to lay on this couch and watch on your games and I don't want to do anything else, but it's so hard to fight that should. 100%. should I be doing? Yeah. yeah. And wanting to be lazy is like a good enough reason to do it, you know? Totally. So we'll see how that goes, but working on it. Yeah. Well, I fully support you in your journey to rest. You too. More Hunger Games. <laughs> yes. So this week, we are going to talk about astrology, which is really interesting. And I feel like it's really right up our alley, considering all of the other things that we find interesting with like personality tests and human design and all of that stuff. Except for I feel like it's one of those things that we are really interested in it, but also know next to nothing about it at all. So (laughs) So this should be interesting. Yeah, I feel like I'm really jealous of those people that are able to like have a conversation with somebody and they're like, oh my God, you're such a Virgo, you're such a Scorpio or whatever. And I'm like, "Ah, I know those are signs, but I can't remember (laughs) like what the, the info is about them or like the few little like tidbits that people can remember about them. I can't do that. Yeah, agreed. And for me personally, I've kind of thrown a lot of my investigation into human design and astrology is part of human design, but like not, Mm -hmm. you know, a huge focus. It's not like you you don't think about, oh, you're a Gemini or whatever. You just 
are talking more about the specifics of human design. So I am uh, interested to look at this through a purely astrological lens. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think, you know, it's like we were talking about earlier, the sun sign is the sign that most people know about themselves. It's the, the one that's, I think, just based off of like the day you were born, depending on, yeah, the range that you fall into or whatever. But there are other signs that go along with it that are just as important. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting because for some reason in our society, we have like decided that the sun sign is like the thing that is important from astrology when in reality, it's just one piece of a very large puzzle. Like astrology is actually pretty in depth and complicated and the sun sign is just a little tiny piece. So a lot of people will look at the top three, I would say are probably sun sign, moon sign, and, uh, and rising sign. And your sun sign is basically how you perceive the world. So it's like the lens through which you see the world and it's not your entire entire personality because the sun, each planet in astrology has a different aspect of your personality and mm-hmm. the sun is just one part of that. But yeah, I would say that a lot of the information that we see out there is based on the sun sign. Also asking somebody what their sign is used to be like an, a pickup line. That's true. And also kind of weird. The day. Like, <laughs> did they just know every detail about each sign to know whether that was like a compatible sign or not also i don't think i believe in compatible signs like i don't think that i think that's a thing Ooh, interesting because we're going to be talking about compatibility in a little bit so Hmm. okay yeah so i don't personally know every single aspect of each different sign i that information does not register in my brain so i wouldn't be able to tell Mm -hmm. if you know sagittarius is a good match for me or whatever but yeah same the other thing is in addition to the sun sign there's the moon sign which the moon sign is like your inner self and your emotional landscape kind of how you connect with other people emotionally and then also your rising sign is i i think that the rising sign is maybe the one that's easiest to pinpoint on another person because it's their first impression it's Mm -hmm. the way that other people perceive us. And so I feel like most people identify a lot with their rising sign. Well, I can't wait to find out as we read through this because I know what my rising sign is, but I don't know what that sign really talks about. Cool. Because I mostly just know Taurus since it's my sun sign. Well, before we get started, I want to ask, do you have either pattern or co-star on your phone? Do you check it? What do you think? Yes, I have both of those. Okay. I I don't check them that much, though. Like, every once in a while, I'll start to read them, but I feel like I get overwhelmed with how much information I could be getting from these apps. Like, I'll hmm. sometimes I'll open them, and I'll be like, oh, that's interesting, but I won't really have the time to be like, oh, let me, like, dig deeper, which I can't remember which app that's on. Um, maybe the pattern. I think both of them have aspects of... Like, looking closer at the information. Yeah. And I feel like when I check it, I'm, like, not in a space where I can do that. Um, but they're they're really interesting. What about you? I have both, too. 
I feel like CoStar, I like the daily update that you can go in and look at, but I really lean a little more heavily on the pattern. I think that they ask really good, like, journaling questions with their notifications, (laughs) which I appreciate. And I think the information is really digestible, so I just prefer that one a little bit more. Yeah, one time I remember, I think it must be CoStar because it was like a daily update or something, and it was like basically telling me to stop being so sensitive today. And I was like, I am not being sensitive, but I felt so <laughs> oh, attacked by that and was like, oh, dang it. I'm feeling sensitive about being sensitive. I'm being very sensitive about this. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny. Okay, well, before we dive any deeper, should we go through each of the signs and just say a little bit about them? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So the first one is Aries, which is March 21st through April 19th. Um, These people typically have no filter. They are adventurous and they're competitive. One other thing that I wanted to mention too, is if you're on the cusp between two, I think you can have traits of both of the signs, which is Mm kind of cool. And we have several friends that are like that, that are on the cusp. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if you were born on April 19th, you might have traits of Aries, but you also might have traits of Taurus, which is April 20th to May 20th. Taurus tends to hate change, be a homebody, and can be all or nothing. Anna, do you want to contribute there? (laughs) Um, I definitely don't like change. I really struggle, especially if it's like unpredictable or all of a sudden type of change. Yeah, I feel like this is pretty accurate. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a full-on homebody, but I definitely have my have my days. Okay, so when you see Taurus posts or memes online, do you resonate with those or no? I think, yeah, I do for the most part. Okay. And what about you? What about your Instagram stuff for a Gemini, which is May 21st through June 20th? They are typically charismatic, know a little bit about everything, and use humor as a crutch. I feel like that description is like maybe like pretty close. I don't know about charismatic. I feel like that's kind of weird. But one of the things that I know is pretty stereotypical of Gemini's is that they are very like intellectually curious. And I would say that that is definitely me. Mm -hmm. I would also like to say that Gemini's get a bad rap. I was actually just listening to one of my favorite astrologers talk about that. And I was like, I feel vindicated because a lot of people assume. That the whole twin thing with Gemini makes mm-hmm. people two-faced, and that's not necessarily true. Yeah, or that you have, like, two very distinct sides to you. No, Gemini Which I think is just, can be true. I think it can be. Gemini's, yeah. But uh, Gemini's are notoriously, like, we're notoriously adaptable. Like, we're, we take change pretty easily. We can change our minds a lot. And I think maybe some people can interpret that as being two-faced. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. And next up is Cancer, which is June 21st to July 22nd. They're typically sensitive, seek comfort, and take on other people's problems. I think they're big caretakers is uh, what I took took away from my research about Cancers. Yeah. Honestly, when I was reading some of this, I was like, wait, should I have been born between June 21st and July 22nd? Because this feels really real to me. It's possible that you have other planets besides your sun sign in Cancer, so you would have the, some of those traits elsewhere. That's true. I actually think I do. When I was looking at my 
chart today. I don't remember which one it was, but I do think one of them was in there. Yeah, because there's there's like 11 planets that are charted typically on a birth chart for astrology and then also your north node. So it's very possible that you have some other placement in Cancer. Yeah. All right. The next one is Leo, which is July 23rd through August 22nd. And these people typically exude warmth and creativity. They have big personalities and they want to stand out. Next up is Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd. They like to feel useful. They have a million ideas per second and they have exceptional spatial awareness and tend to be fixers. Which the exceptional spatial awareness really cracks me up. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) When I was reading about it, I was like, I have to put this in here because this is just such an odd quirk. So Virgo's out there, please email us and let us know. Do you have exceptional spatial awareness? I wonder, aren't Virgos like notoriously good at like organization and tend to be like pretty type A? So that maybe that's what they meant. I'm not sure. Yeah, possibly. Because we have two Virgos in our friend group that I think are both very good at organizing. Yeah, very Um, detail-oriented, I would say. mm -hmm. Um, Okay, the Libra is from September 23rd through October 22nd, and these people typically hate being alone. They have good aesthetics. They're prone to fantasy, and they are conflict-avoidant. Which, Seb is a Libra son, and I don't think much of that applies to him. (laughs) Does he hate being alone? No. He okay. loves being alone. Okay. <laughs> but his moon and his rising are both Capricorn, and he definitely identifies with Capricorn. So there okay. we go. All right. Next up is Scorpio. That's October 23rd to November 21st. And they have eyes that look into your soul. Uh <laughs> They're okay with uncomfortable silence. You can't be sure if they're serious or joking. And I don't feel like I know that many Scorpios, but I feel like Scorpio is one of the signs that people love to talk about the most. I feel like it's like the sexy sign. Oh, interesting. People are like, oh man, you're such a Scorpio. I feel like that's the one I hear about the most. I mean, we have one Scorpio in our friend group and I feel like she's, this is pretty spot on for her. Yeah, and she definitely has eyes that look into yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Leslie. <laughs> All right, the Sagittarius is November 22nd through December 21st. These people have no indoor voice. They are obsessed with self-improvement, and they are the friendliest person at the party. Okay, I have one friend who's a Sagittarius, and this could not be more accurate for her. Oh, really? Yeah, I I don't know that I know that many Sagittarius. Terry eyes. Not <laughs> sure what the plural <laughs> Sagittarius is. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to go through these and be like, who do I know? Or who am I drawn to? Does that have anything to do with their signs? Because there are some of these that I'm like, I don't know that I have any friends that have birthdays during this time. Yeah. All right. Capricorn is December 22nd to January 19th, and they are full grown adults since age six. They're the responsible friend, motivated by duty, and take a while to warm up to people, which this is absolutely indicative of Seb. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like this does make sense for him. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of Capricorn in his chart. Also, I love that full-grown adult since the age of six is on there, because now I'm just picturing him 
as he is now, but like the size of a six year old. <laughs> well, what a great picture. <laughs> I mean, he's basically been a soccer dad his whole life. He, he was born to be a soccer dad. He was, truly. It's truly. the best. Yep. All right. The next one is Aquarius, which is January 20th through February 18th. And these people are typically esoteric. They aren't really into feelings, more like concepts. And they have more love for humanity than as like individuals and always feel like an outcast. Yeah. Aquarius is really known for like wanting to be unique and different. And I feel like I feel like an Aquarius is kind of easy to spot. It's like one of the Mm -hmm. bigger personalities. Like, yeah, one of the more easily recognized personalities, I think. Yeah. I would also be curious if a lot of fours on the Enneagram chart are also. Yeah, I my rising sign is Aquarius. So I definitely identify with this for sure. Oh, Aquarius is my moon. Oh, look. I'm not, I'm really not that surprised about that because I feel like you and I sometimes have a tendency to like want to have things that are different from other people and, you know, tend to be like creative and showcase our creativity, I feel like. And that's a very Aquarius thing. Yeah. My senior superlative was most original. Yep. That's very Aquarius. It took me a second to remember what it was. Mm-hmm. I did win it with one other girl, so I'm not sure how uh, original. How can that even? How does that even work? My senior year there. Okay, I'm. I was one of the co-editors, and so anybody that got like second place in anything, if it was kind of close, I just like wanted them to also win. Oh my gosh, like, Anna. <laughs> because it just felt kind of sad. It's like, oh my gosh, there's only like 10 superlatives. And so only like 20 people are going to get recognized. And like, that's so sad. So we made it that multiple people could win things. So everybody was happy. I appreciate your inclusivity. I'm going to stand by my my original (laughs) opinion that superlatives should not exist because it's... (laughs) um, Yeah, I agree. It's a popularity contest. That's it. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) All right. Lastly is Pisces. That's February 19th to March 20th. And they are both five and 50 years old at once. They think everything's a sign. They're excessively romantic, prone to fantasy and have no boundaries. Obviously, all of these are generalizations and maybe not everybody will feel like this is exactly them. But again, it's only one part of your personality, your sun sign. So yeah, totally. Okay, so we talked about already that your sun sign is Gemini. Mm -hmm. What's your moon sign? My moon sign is Cancer, which your moon sign is already your, like, emotional placement and how you interact with the world emotionally. And Cancer is, like, one of the most emotional signs. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm Mm -hmm. sensitive. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. Well. I'll, I'll say this again, but one of my strongest compatibilities for friendship is cancer. Hey, look at that. And I was like, God, I don't even know anything about cancers. And then I was reading it and I was like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> We're similar. So this is perfect. What is your moon sign? Mine is Aquarius. Right. How do you feel about that? I feel pretty good about it. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to do some more reading about the Aquarius sign because 
the little tidbits that we pulled out, I'm not sure. Pertain to the moon sign in Aquarius? Yes. That makes sense. So I'm going to have to read more about it. I will say that I heard once, I have no idea how accurate this is, but I heard once that if you were born at night, you might identify more with your moon sign. And if you were born during the day, you might identify more with your sun sign. For me, that is true. I would say that, I not that I don't identify with Gemini, but I definitely identify with Cancer. Okay. That's and I was born at night. I, yeah, I was also born at night. That's interesting. I will say after I started to say that, then I read that like, doesn't do feelings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of me. So It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Quick shout out. Bracey got me the most perfect candle for my birthday. It is from a company in Seattle called Canceling Plans. And the candle smells amazing. And also it has a label on it that says, it's fine. I'm fine. And it is perfect. And I, I literally it. saw it and I was like, <laughs> this is... Anna in a candle. <laughs> I truly love it so much. Okay, what is your rising sign? My rising sign is Aquarius. And so, again, the rising sign is like the first impression you make. So, I feel like this is the one that, you know, people tend to identify with, but we probably shouldn't over identify with because it's like, mm-hmm. it's just the first impression. And actually, I heard an explanation that kind of made sense for how the rising sign works. The rising sign is like the sun coming over the horizon. It's like the first peak of the sun. So it's like your first Mm -hmm. experience with it. So your rising sign is like that first impression, whereas your sun sign is like the full experience of the sun. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that does make sense. Interesting. Gosh, there's so much to learn about this stuff. It's truly, there's so many different placements that we could talk through, but what is your rising sign? Mine is Scorpio, which is funny that I was like, I feel like I don't know that many Scorpios, but yeah, we know one, our friend Leslie, but my rising sign is that. So, well, based on what we said before, I would say that you're okay with an uncomfortable silence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do that. I feel like you, I feel like I can usually tell if you're serious or joking though. But I wonder if you didn't know me. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's first impression. I don't know. I can't remember back that far, so. I know. We just have known each other so long. Maybe I need to have an experience with a total stranger and then be like, what was your experience with that? I feel like that is absolutely a question that you would ask a stranger, 100%. (laughs) Please give them a questionnaire to fill out on their first experience with you. Okay. (laughs) I'm surprised I haven't written a questionnaire at this point. Truly. All right. So are there ways in each of these signs like your sun, your moon, and your rising that you don't feel like really identify with who you are? Well, I know with Geminis, a lot of people tend to think of them as like really chatty and communicative. Like that's a big part of the Gemini. It's like intellectually curious Mm -hmm. and then communication. Like those are the two things for a Gemini. And I don't feel like I'm especially chatty or like communicative, but I can be very sociable in the right situation, but just not in a lot of situations. It's like the, right. the situations where I'm comfortable, I am very chatty and like that. But the ones that I'm not, which is more often than not, I'm not that chatty. So I don't know. But maybe also I'm podcasting. So like, is this a good representation <laughs> of my Gemini son? I don't know. Is this a different form of chattiness? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would ever describe you as chatty. 
That's not And, like, I'm probably the chattiest with you of any person on the planet. Like, you know, my closest friends are the ones that get the brunt of it, so. Totally. Yeah, and I still wouldn't describe you as that. Not that you don't talk or anything like that, obviously, for this podcast, but, yeah, that's not something that I would describe you as. I would say that's... Absolutely. I don't know, though. I'm not sure that's true. (laughs) I absolutely think you're charismatic. Maybe in the right situation. All right. I'll trust you on that. Sure. Okay. Thank you so much. Don't (laughs) find me on this. My Scorpio will come out. Right. (laughs) I feel like for me with, because I know the most about like being a Taurus and I love being a Taurus and our friend Brittany, uh, her fiance, Travis, and I have the same birthday. And so we have a lot of hashtags between us and like a lot of Taurus things that we like. Also a secret handshake. Yeah, we also have a secret Taurus handshake. We're, we take it very seriously. And I feel like I am very similar to Taurus, except for, I feel like the most negative things about a Taurus are that they're like stubborn, which I am in some situations, but I also am super flexible and like go with the flow about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things is being uncompromising, which I would not say I am. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. And the... Uh, two activities that it, when I was reading about it today, it was like, oh, Tauruses usually love like gardening and cooking. And I was like, I don't know that I love those things. Either of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I would put those on my list of things I love. So d- definitely some differences, but I feel like as a whole, I can identify with that. I also think that some of these things can A, be overgeneralized, you know, yeah, but B, totally. like there, there is a lot of nuance to a chart like besides just oh i'm a taurus so Mm -hmm. even if you're looking at like two different astrologers interpretation of the same chart it's probably going to be slightly different you know like Mm -hmm. it's an art absolutely well and my therapist from trouble that i love she goes and gets her like chart pulled every year wow that's fun and actually when she had her first baby she went and got her baby's chart pulled. I'm not even a little bit surprised about that because if she's really serious <laughs> into astrology, that makes total sense. Honestly, probably as soon as one of like as soon as we have kids, we will pull their human design chart like immediately. Uh, yes, it'll be really helpful. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it's informative sometimes to like know what to expect going in and like plan for those things. Yeah, at least be like a little bit aware. Mm-hmm. All right, do we want to talk about compatibility? Let's do it. I don't know if I believe in, like, cut and dry, this sign is compatible with this sign. Sure. Not trying to beat a dead horse, but there's so many aspects of your chart that it would (laughs) just not really work out if there was, you know, only one sign or, like, two or three signs that you were compatible with. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But? But we're going to look at it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, who are your top, like, friendship compatibility signs? Okay, so I'm scoring pretty high. Gemini is fairly compatible, according to this website, tarot.com. <laughs> with <laughs> It's such an official site. Uh, absolutely. Uh, okay, so this says that I'm pretty compatible with Aries and Leo and Libra, which Libra is Seb, so. And know. Aries is Brittany, technically. Yes. She doesn't fully identify as an Aries, but... Is she on the cusp Mm -hmm. of Taurus? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the 19th. Yeah. 
So there you go. Maybe she's a little more Taurus. She's going to just scream with joy when she hears that you said that. I know, because she really doesn't like being an Aries. And I'm like, I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, those are my main ones. What about you? So my top friendship is with Cancer, which I don't know if I know anybody who has the Cancer sign. Nobody is coming to my mind, so I'm like, I need to be on the lookout. Yeah, check it out. Some good friends there. Virgo, which two of our friends in our friend group are Virgos, very Mm -hmm. close to both of them. And then Capricorn, which again, don't know that many Capricorns, but now I guess Seb is basically a Capricorn, so good to know. And then Taurus, I also have a really strong compatibility with. But I will say, like, three of my, like, closest, closest friends that I've ever had and still have, their birthdays are April 18th, April 19th, and April 20th. Weird. And I think that's so weird. I know. It's so crazy. weird. Um, well, also, you know a lot of Geminis. I do. I know a lot of Geminis, even yeah. though technically we aren't allegedly super compatible. Which doesn't like make any sense. a complicated relationship. But yeah. yeah, Taylor's a Gemini. You're a Gemini. Mal's a Gemini. Taylor and I have the same sun and rising signs, so you must be very compatible with Gemini suns and Aquarius risings. I'm basically dating you, (laughs) which has been my game plan all along. (laughs) I mean, that sounds great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm not really reaping the benefits of that, but you're welcome, Taylor. (laughs) We're in a long distance relationship. (laughs) Well, and just a quick tidbit, we just found out in real time while we were recording that Taylor has his moon in Scorpio and his rising in Aquarius, which is the exact opposite of me, which is also interesting. I'm just to investigate here. So fascinating. Okay. What about romantically? Okay. Well, I Googled Gemini and Libra compatibility. And mm-hmm, of course, this website that I have is saying that I'm that we're 80% compatible. So I feel like that's, mm. you know, pretty good. Pretty solid. Wait, you and who? Seb. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought we were still talking about you and I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can look that up <laughs> if you want. All right. Well, according to this, Gemini and Taurus is only 23% compatible. Sorry. <sighs> Evidently, you're, <laughs> it is. Evidently, you're not really compatible with me or Taylor. So, well, this is heartbreaking. Well, it does not that we're talking about the pattern app today, but in our pattern app, our bond is complicated, which I think is accurate. <laughs> or maybe it's complex. Maybe it's complex, but complex way. sounds better. It sounds more rich and it sounds more fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there might be some good stuff in there too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. I think my highest compatibility for love is with another Taurus. We're like an 86% match. Interesting. So if I could just, if I was dating myself, I'd probably be the happiest I could be. (laughs) Do you think that all signs are like compatible with themselves or no? I don't think so, no. Yeah, probably not. But I don't know. I mean, this is unfair, but immediately what comes to mind is I'm like like a Scorpio, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have some and I don't know why. preconceived notions here. I really do, but now I'm looking it up to see if I was right. Okay, well, there's 66%, so better than me and 
Gemini, so I should stop talking so much smack. But it does say Scorpio and Scorpio have a tendency to bring out the worst in each other. Ooh. It's no good. It's no good, man. Moral of the story, be friends with or date whatever zodiac sign you would like. (laughs) I love it. It's a great, a great moral. Okay. Can you explain a little bit more how this is connected to human design? Okay. So astrology is one of like four different inputs for human design. So in a human design chart, on the left and right side, there are little symbols with numbers next to them. And those are actually the planetary signs, just the same way as you would see in an astrological birth chart. And I guess we didn't really talk about this, but all astrology really is, is charting exactly where those planets are at the time that you were born. So it's actually a very scientific calculation. And in human design, you have the chart of what gate in human design each planet was in. And then Mm -hmm. you also have that calculated, I think it's three months before you were born. So it's like a in real time of your birth. And then before you were born, there's two different calculations in human design. So it's just one part of it. Uh, But it does we you do have each of those planetary calculations. So and one thing we didn't talk about is that each planet represents a different aspect of your life. So like the most obvious one is Venus is like love and romance. So whatever mm-hmm. house and um, sign Venus is in will correlate to like your romantic life or whatever. Um, that's kind of the same in astrology and human design. Gotcha. Whenever you were just talking about that, that made me wonder if people were to look at the month that they were conceived. I don't know that people could hmm. determine like the day or obviously not the time and like all of that stuff. But I, I don't know. I'd be curious to look at that and be like, okay, when you like literally came into some sort of existence, like what was, what was going on with the stars there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Besides I mean, romance. I do think that in human design that, you know, you have the time of your birth placement and then you also have the three months before however long it is. And I do think that's mm-hmm. like, that's when they, I guess, have calculated that, like, the soul enters a body. So, like, that is the reason why there's the two different calculations, as far yeah. as I know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had your chart read? I haven't. The closest thing I feel like I've done to something along these lines is going to see a psychic. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely I would love to have my chart read. Yeah, same. <laughs> I haven't had my chart read or been to see a psychic, so you're ahead of me there. Yeah, both would be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, did you grow up with like any misconceptions about astrology? And how much do you believe in this? Well, I feel like astrology kind of gets the reputation that like it's kind of a bunch of hokey and like whatever, but mm-hmm. it's like I mean, witchcraft. <laughs> right. But technically, it's literally the placement of the planets at a specific point in time, which is all science. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the interpretations are a little up to, you know, the person who's reading a chart or whatever. But yeah, I guess the thing that I think about is like specifically in regards to anything having to do with like space constellations, planets, whatever. It's like, okay, well, the moon literally moves our oceans, like it creates the tide. And surely that means that it has some sort of effect on us as humans. Like, you know, if it can move water, then probably it's doing (laughs) something to us too. And this is my, this is also my argument for like the full moon. Like when people say that the full moon doesn't have any effect on 
Any anybody? I'm like it absolutely does. Uh, well, I mean, you can think that, but I think if it can move with water, then it probably is impacting me at some point. So I think that's the same for the rest of the planets too. They probably have some sort of you know influence on us. Yeah, I feel like working in schools for the last several years, I can always tell by the kids' behavior when there's a full moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I They're think just different. I've heard too that like the statistics in ERs are different on full moons or like around full moons. Accidents go up, that type of thing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there's all types of like patterns that are related that we just are not aware of. I feel like astrology, I believe in it as much as I believe in like the personality tests. Like, I think there's absolutely truth to them. And I think more times than not, they end up being pretty accurate about people. But they'll never definitely be probably fully accurate. Yeah. yeah. I think people are just too complicated. Agreed. There's too many variables. Yeah, absolutely. But it's fun um, to look at. Yeah, I think it's a really fun way to, like, get to know parts of yourself and parts of other people. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about what's happening in the world right now as far as the stars go. I know sometimes you keep up with this. Sometimes I do. I actually tend to look at it through a human design lens. I think we told that story about how Mallory's kids were being crazy and I looked it up and the gate of friendship was uh-huh. the gate. But <laughs> yes. I do I don't actually know anything about the astrological forecast besides the fact that we are in a Saturn retrograde. But do know that I talked to my therapist is she's not really a therapist. She's like a coach and an NLP practitioner and all these other things that are, it's very hard to like come up with a word for her, but she's Mm -hmm. very into like energies and all this stuff. And she did tell me that a lot of her clients are having trouble sleeping right now. So, cause I was talking to her about, I was feeling like I had regressed with my insomnia and she was like, I don't think it's you. I think it's like something in the air or whatever. So that's the only forecast I have for you. If you're not sleeping well right now, (laughs) it's probably just one of the planets in there. It's alignment. Yeah, you can blend the stars. Yep. I kind of want you to do like a daily weather forecast that's called the astrological forecast. And we have like a green screen up behind you. (laughs) Like a whole production. I can just be a weather girl. It'll be great. Gosh, I would love it so much. Honestly, though, there are people on Instagram that do that. So if you're looking for an astrological forecast, I know that there are a lot of people that do like a weekly update, which I think is cool. I don't usually pay attention to them, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, if you have any input about your astrological sign or experiences that you want to share with us, we would love to hear them. You can email us at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow along at LikeHeartedPod on Instagram. Talk to you next week. Bye.